Welcome to Service Headline News. I'm your host, Marty Smith, and I'm joined by Jake Wall. What's going on, Marty? Hey, Jake. How are you? Doing good tonight. And we're here to preview the latest headlines and updates pertinent to all servicemen and women. So sit back, get informed, and have a laugh as the Swearing It Podcast presents Service Headline News. Jake, uh, Eric's not here. Do you have any idea where Eric's at? Yeah, word on the street. He's on assignment out testing the tactical bra. Oh, he Field was testing. About doing that. That's right. We're in-depth reporters here, and he is in-depth in I the looked, field right now. I look forward to that uh, <laughs> report because it might not only be the tactical so, bra, because he also talked about a tactical bikini, and he is on the beach. So, yeah, um, you know what? It'll, good. He'll It'll be in-depth. And we'll get his uh, his feelings and his uh, size preference when he gets back here next week. The only thing I'm concerned about is the uh, close-up of possible chafing lines. That's the only thing I'm concerned with. Well, he's a pretty he's a pretty resourceful guy, and let's assume he shaved before yeah. uh, beforehand. But he might be just doing a you know in the wild kind of test. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so who knows? I, you know, might be hard to see the uh, tactical bra from the uh, sweater he might be wearing. So we'll see. His fur sweater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eric, we look forward to you getting back. Uh, what do you got for a day in history, Jake? Oh, like uh, first of all, I'd like to get a shout out to my nephews, uh, Grayson and Xander. I know they're not always allowed to listen to the podcast because we've got filthy mouths, <laughs> but uh, the two minutes that they listen to, they have been, I've heard they enjoy. <laughs> well, Cadet Grayson and Cadet Xander, welcome to the show. And we look forward to seeing you in the military sometime soon. Yep. All right. We're this day in the military, just like us. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. <laughs> This day in history. So today in history, February 21st, Rutherford B. Hayes was Ooh. president back in the day, big, like in the 1800s. What right? year? One of the most, one of the most, well, um, underrated or mediocre ones that we can think <laughs> of. <laughs> Very solidly in the middle yeah, of the pack. Solidly. Middle of the pack, one of the ones you got to have the slide ruler to figure out. Oh yeah, he was a president. Do you think? Do you think presidents think like that uh, when they get in? Uh, I'm sure they all have visions to be like the best president. But there's got to be a flip side where they're just like, I just don't want to be the worst president. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I'm, you know, I think middle, that's what you gotta you gotta always hope for, right? <laughs> Probably. I just don't want to be the worst. That and not getting sick and dying or getting shot yeah. and dying, I suppose, right? Yeah, that's a good call, yeah. <laughs> so February 21st, 1881, President Hayes, whose wife, nicknamed Lemonade Lucy, God. because she did not serve any alcohol in the White House, she was a big fan of the old temperance movement, decided wow. to push her own agenda on the people she had control over. And declared that alcoholic beverages were not going to be sold on any military posts. Damn her. Wow. I know. Yeah. It's a horrible thing. 
probably destroyed culture and morale for decades. Damn. And that was 18, what'd you say? 1881. 1881. This is after the Civil War. Yeah. Country's exhausted. Troops who stayed, right? They're like, okay, I might as well ride this out. What? No alcohol. Yep. No booze for you. So, (laughs) but that got me thinking, and, and I'm good or bad alcohol is part of the military culture it tends to be yeah it tends to be so uh marty you have any good or for the purposes of public (laughs) release reasonable drinking stories uh no not uh, well i i uh, i like everyone has a ton probably but uh in louisiana when i got there in 90 uh we I'd lived with a, a around a bunch of guys, a bunch of single apartments in Deritter. And Deritter was a uh, a dry parish. So the biggest line, the the parish line, the county line, had the biggest bar right there. So as we're driving <laughs> on the one highway home, of you would stop there. It had a drive-through too. Uh, no, Louisiana perfect. was famous for all their drive-through liquor stuff. So well, well, New Orleans is open carry, and then you can actually like buy. They have those daiquiri shops where, yeah, right. As long as it's as long as it's got the the little piece of tape or whatever on the straw piece on the straw, That's right. the driver can have it in the freaking. I console. forgot all about that because they had like a like a frozen spirits place. Yeah, that you, you could yeah. pull up, and they have like you know the fifty spinning mixing machines yeah. in the back. And you're like, huh, what's that purple one there? And you could get that big gulp of daiquiri or whatever it was with the little piece of paper on the straw drive home. That saved you from a DUI right there. What a great state. (laughs) How about you? Coming back to you. What's your man? There were so many, right? Put it this way. Not drinking. Put it. How about a story where you wanted to drink? But you couldn't drink. I mean, we all coped with being over in Cutter with the three yep. beer minimum or the three drink minimum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I set a goal when I was in Qatar the second time, and I was like, "I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna use my drinks every day." <laughs> and I'm like, man. After a month, I was like, "Okay, I'm done. I can't." <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't keep up, but my thing was I would go get a juice box, like the kiwi juice or the pineapple juice from, from the chow hall. Yeah. And then I would go in there and you could get two, well, you could get two shots at a time. Right. And they did the X and then they did the final circle for your third drink. So I would get three shots of um admiral nelson which is lower than captain morgan oh my god admiral is lower than admiral nelson yep and then i would pour my juice box in there and drink my drink my beverage and enjoy my free bugles that you could get at the (laughs) end of the bar yeah yeah the cheesy bugles man they would get there and then I found myself getting frustrated when they didn't have cheesy bugles. I was like, oh, this place <laughs> ruined my morale with no cheesy bugles. 
<laughs> but, yeah. I I do lament the loss of the club system because yeah. there was no better place to oh, drink man. than the club place. I mean, because it was so cheap. God, the on-base cheap. clubs oh. were fantastic. Or the, even and, the bowling alley. And, even if you went and to it was alley. overseas, like in Alaska or Korea or anything. Those on-base clubs had such a community. Yes, and were yeah. they were hopping, man? Yeah, man, yeah. it was great. And it was back but, when you but, could just you could walk back to your barracks. So oh, absolutely! No yeah. worry about you it. You were walking back to the dorms. Nobody was worried about driving. Nobody's doing anything. And um, and actually, I take that back. So Vandenberg, for a while there, they got a rash of DUIs. And if you've ever been to Vandenberg, it's very isolated, right? Right. That's true. There's, and so the the closest town, right, is a minimum of 15 minutes, Lompoc, or Santa Maria, which is like 25. Yeah. Um, so to fix this, the then base commander decided, well, we're not going to sell any alcohol at the club. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, does that make any sense? Like you have people <laughs> drinking off base and driving <laughs> onto base. Right. Because it's not readily available, because the club's kind of lame and all that. And what you're going to do is just stop all alcohol sales at the club. Yeah. yeah well, they makes sense. They did it in 1881. I guess it was good yeah. enough for them. It did not work for Lemon Lead Lucy, and it didn't work for that base commander who shall be unnamed you know on a side note if you are at a club if you're at a strip club and they said next up on the stage lemonade lucy you'd be like oh my <laughs> god how intriguing is that name <laughs> that's a whole different aspect of it and you sat down on the stage and she took all your beers away and you're like what the hell come on <laughs> He just goes by and spills them all. Dink, 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 dink. As she's staring you didn't at even, you, she's pouring You didn't even do them. it with your thigh. Come on. You just flipped it over with your finger. Don't go sit at Lemonade Lucy's table. Yeah. She's selling a bill of goods that she doesn't deliver on. Stingy. Stingy in all ways. But damn, she's good looking. Uh. That's yellow, a good one, Jake. Yellow, yellow and white polka dot bikini. <laughs> Lemonade, so sunshiny. <laughs> all right, yeah. Oh, I figured Eric does the, all these like legitimate great days in military history, and I did. I had to pull something out. I think now. it's great. I think it's yeah. great. It is military. It's not Battle of Verdun, that's for sure. Man, that's a rough one. But that's a rough <laughs> one. But it is not not U.S. military. Not U.S. military. That's that's correct. It seems like we're going to be real Navy heavy tonight, unfortunately. All right. But not great things for the Navy. Well, this one actually is a great thing for the Navy. So on February 17th from military.com, the Navy is now lifting the COVID-19 vaccine requirement for deployments. All right. So that's a good thing. Navy has lifted its policy of banning unvaccinated sailors from deploying as part of the wider rollback of the military's COVID-19 vaccination mandate. 
COVID-19 vaccination status shall not be a consideration in, in assessing individual service member suitability for deployment or other operational missions, said the Navy's administrative message that they released last week. The change comes just over a month after the Pentagon formally dropped the requirement for all service members to be vaccinated, save for a handful of medical and religious exemptions. That change was directed by Congress in last year's annual defense bill that was signed into law in the last days of December 2022. For much of wow, it, so, so Congress signed it in. Yeah, it, they, they slipped it in there. So whatever that massive bill huh. was, that was yeah. part of it, which is interesting. Uh, going well, the way of the anthrax shot. Well, I've got, I wait till the end of this article. I found a day oh. in history that's <laughs> going to be crazy. Uh, for much of its existence, the vaccine mandate has been a political football. Several lawsuits have been filed by sailors opposing the mandate and challenging the Navy's approach to reviewing the religious exemption requests. The Supreme Court ruled in March 2022 that the Sea Service, Sea Service, why did I say Navy? That the Navy <laughs> was allowed to reassign sailors who had refused the shot and filed exemption requests to non operational commands. Last summer, the Pentagon approved the Novavax vaccine, which is a version of the shot that did not use fetal tissue in its development or production. Which was uh, a major so the factor. religious waiver is out. Correct. Then. Right, right. Oh, so I got uh, around that, huh? The lawyers for the biggest lawsuit against the service said that after the Navy's policy change on deployment, they were quote still assessing the impact of this policy on our Navy SEAL clients and more than four thousand class members in a statement released last week. The suit was initially filed by a group of Navy SEALs, but later expanded to include all vaccine re refusing sailors. I remember that time when they were reporting hmm. that the Navy, they were kicking Navy seals out. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? Can you imagine how much money that is? Yeah. Wasted like, money. Wasted money. Like, Oh my goodness. And you talk about the biggest blow to just like overall morale. It's like, these guys are top of the top and you're going to kick these guys out. What hope does, this yeah. mechanic third class have, you know? Yeah. The legal team from First Liberty Institute added that it was an encouraging step towards ensuring the Navy does not continue to discriminate against sailors who sought religious exemptions from the COVID vaccine requirement. As they still bring up the religious exemptions. I, I think they're moving more into non-religious exemptions. And just the yeah, they're trying to get around that. Yeah. And yeah. just do the medical exemption only. Yeah, I, I, especially with all that data that's coming out now, it's like, ooh, yeah. kind of scared. So just to just to clarify this, it's estimated to cost three hundred fifty thousand dollars in training and equipment and time from start to finish of a single Navy SEAL. Three hundred grand. Three hundred fifty grand, and that's the low end. Three fifty <laughs> to five hundred. Jesus. To training well, single. Yeah, sure. I mean, think of the, think, just think about just the equipment they get. Yeah. Yeah. Alone. I mean, just think about the rifle cost. That's right. six, that's six grand a rifle just in and of itself, you know. And every, every boat that takes them out, every plane that yeah. takes them up. Yeah. 
Yeah, yep. it's. I mean, that's every jump, it. every boat, yeah. every. Yeah. I mean, you've got to have rescue divers waiting. You've got to have all that stuff. You have to have medics on call twenty four seven, if not there waiting. And for, and for them to take uh, and anyway. to say, "Hey, take this shot," yeah. or get out. Yeah, that's an incredible waste of funds, especially when you go and when there's evidence. It's like, "Hey, you made these guys take." Anthrax, for example. Yeah. There's a whole I've lot had, of problems with anthrax. I've had nine anthrax shots. Jeez. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's two number eights on my records. I was like, why is there two number eights? So for those of you like, yeah, we lost count. <laughs> no, it's written down, man. You can't lose count. <laughs> for those of you <laughs> listening, you should have, you should have talked to Jake before uh, shot number six. He was oh much more lucid, much funnier. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. Now he's a shell of himself. Shell of a man. <laughs> but if an anthrax attack comes, we're pushing I'm Jake good. out there because there's I'm no good. way he's getting it. No, there's not a way at all. <laughs> I could make out with that cow carrying anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what it comes uh, like farmers used to get anthrax shots right because it, it used to be in supposedly i don't know for sure yeah cattle but it, it used to be yeah cattle and and uh, and all that it was it was among that area crazy so um <laughs> uh, the new policy makes no mention of reinstating sailors who were separated from the navy for refusing the shot, or when sailors who were assigned to shore duty amid the mandate will be reassigned back to an operational command. As of late November 2022, the service had separated 1,639 sailors from active duty, 402 reservists, and 32 sailors who were in the first 180 days of their naval service. That sucks. You just get in. And you're yeah. like, ah, I don't want that shot. And they're like, get out. Get out. Six months. Marty, do you remember that shot line, though? Sure. Like, that shot line. I thought it was something, for me, it was something out of a movie. It's crazy. Where you're literally rolled up your sleeves, and you were just, everybody was lined up, heel to toe, and they were like, okay, next step forward, next X. And you would just lean in and they were like don't flinch because it right. was those air that was it wasn't gonna a needle. ask if you had the air shots yeah yeah it wasn't a needle some of them were needles some of them were air if you jerk those that guys air would rip you open oh man they had big they, they had a vertical line cut yeah it was terrible yeah. i i, I do remember just that. it would shoot that but i have no idea what i got no no and that's that's leading me into this thing. But on a side note, I I remember interviewing somebody from the seventies who said they had them all get in a circle, face each other, drop their pants, <laughs> and the doc came and shot them all in the ass with whatever they were shooting them up with. He was just going around the circle. God damn! <laughs> we Not did the- get that thick one in the in the upper cheek though. That one sucked. It was felt like I don't know syrup. what that was. I don't yeah. know. It was terrible. It hurt a lot. Yeah. Those anthrax though, they started off okay, and then 
the more you got, the more your arm turned red. Like it would just really down your arm. Yeah. I dodged it because we were supposed oh, to did go. You? We were supposed to go to Desert Storm. Uh, and we were getting ready, trying to get the roundup brigade ready. And then all of a sudden the war was over. So I was like, yeah. oh shit. Well, I guess we didn't have to get the anthrax shot. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only good thing yeah, that, about it. it. It was progressively it just it wasn't bad initially, like, oh, it just burned a little bit. And then the more you got, the more it would burn and my arm would just turn red and it would get farther Dude. down my arm every single time. What was and my roommate? Oh, my roommate at the time had a permanent knot oh. from, from where he got one of them. And they were like, <laughs> okay, we won't do it in that arm. Yeah. Good way to solve the problem. Yeah. You Thanks. know how that, that that is. Oh, fixed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. It does say the military mandates more than a dozen other vaccines, including the annual flu vaccine for both recruits and service members. This brings me to another interesting day in military history. Now, this is on the 22nd of February. I don't, I don't know why it's on the 22nd of February, but 1991, U.S. soldiers were issued the drug pyrudalstigmine bromide. I, I, so that's the closest I, yeah. I put a link in it, but pyrudalstigmine bromide, PB, to counter okay. the effects of the nerve agents, yep. Tabun and Soman. Now yep. listen to this. The drug was prescribed at three pills per day, but produced a physical rush and was abused by many service people. Nice. It was later it was later suspected as a cause of the symptoms of Gulf War syndrome. The drug was <laughs> the drug was not fully approved by the FDA and military personnel were not informed of its effects. In 1999, 8 years later, a 2-year RAND analysis concluded that the drug pyrodostigmine bromide could yep. not be excluded as a contributor to Gulf War syndrome. The drug was given to as many as 300,000 U.S. troops during the Persian Gulf War. And they just basically were like, we think this will work. Yeah, this is a good Experiment idea. Experiment. And you wonder why military people are cynical. No kidding, man. Really? I mean, you, get, you take stuff like that. You take anthrax. You take, uh, what was the, to, they did, Tuskegee experiment, right? Wasn't it military or was that not military? Where they uh, took the the STD guys? But, you know, that's just, I, you, you want to trust that? <laughs> like, no, know. there's no way. That's the thing. I know. That's what we were talking about before. It's not. Like, we've all seen enough jackassery in our government that we're like, mm, maybe not. Well, Joe, uh, Guanyo, who just passed a few few months ago, uh, when he was over in Vietnam, and they sprayed him, they sprayed him. They said that we felt it on our skin, you know, with the Agent Orange, right? And the VA denied that all the way up until, what, five, seven years ago? And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess we'll recognize that claim now. Yeah, After, but five, seven years ago, all those guys are already dying of cancer. 50 years they're fighting. Right. They're not previously dead. Yikes. Yikes. I know. 
it doesn't sound like we're going to recommend the military to our kids here, but <laughs> but that's I thought it was interesting. Uh, I thought when, when they brought that up because I always thought anthrax for anthrax for Gulf War, but this PB drug. Uh, to be I fair, I I would I would recommend the military to my kids, but very specific. Yeah, method and function. Get this job. This job, (laughs) ROTC scholarship to a regular college. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go academy. I agree. Get out after four. Yeah. Get your benefits. Yeah. Because get your bennies, get your little bit of 401k now, get your debt-free college, get your clearance, and then punch. Like, use it for what it's worth, and then call it a day. And get out before you're deployed to Ukraine for the next 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing offensive, though, right? We're not putting offensive equipment out there. No, it's, uh, well, we're not using the offensive equipment. Oh, but we gave them the offensive Yeah, we equipment. gave it to them. It's like, hey, it, you guys do what you want with this. Yeah. You do do what you want gonna, with these tanks. We're just offering. We're just going to leave these here <laughs> along with some <laughs> instructional PowerPoints. <laughs> don't press this button because this starts it don't Some push CBTs. this thing in the barrel because that loads it whatever you no. do whatever you do don't but, do that you know if you guys want to drive around in them go ahead yeah, it. <laughs> what's going on with the military fit test man oh man you know let me know, tell man. you and this is all just in the last couple months right yeah so on the 20th of january Military.com reported that Space Force Guardians will not yep, be required. Guardians. They will not be required to take a fitness assessment in 2023 if they took one in 2022. No. Well, that's convenient. Yeah. It's, uh, so it, it, they're, they're doing that until the service works out the kinks in its own health and wellness program after using the Air Forces for the past few years. Uh, last year, the service, which is under the Department of the Air Force, issued a sort of placeholder diagnostic physical fitness test that was not graded and had no punishments for poor performance. Now, until guardians receive formal guidance on their own service-specific plan expected this year, they will not be required to do another test. So, <laughs> say you tested in January 2022. Yep. It's completely feasible that you may never have to test again. Because <laughs> uh, last year, Space Force leaders promised to implement a revolutionary fitness program called the Holistic uh-huh. Holistic Health Assessment, which would use fitness wearables similar to Apple Watches or Fitbits to help track exercise, diet, and sleep instead of using a physical test like the other services have embraced for decades the space force wants to approach traditional physical fitness and health in a different way officials have said mainly because its mission is very different from that of marines sailors soldiers and airmen now i do agree with that there's no reason to say hey carry these two um you know five pound cans of fuel over there i get there's no point yep right yep so i'm all for that but just just to kind of crazily abandon this thing, it's, it's like that's the thing. 
right? We're not trashing on, we're not saying Space Force should be able to do the the Marine Corps freaking right, right, 23 maximum pull-ups and freaking 11 for a female. You know, we're not yeah. saying that. No. We're saying just hold, uphold a professional standard. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. And half of that is not looking excessively dumpy in a uniform. <laughs> I was just going to say right? that. It's just like, right? let's just do the the magic eye test. Stand and, in front and, of me. <laughs> yeah. Turn but to the, the side. The, the reason those Marine Corps uniforms look so damn good, and they do look good, right? Absolutely. The service, they look great. Partly because they're like all freaking super structured and tight fitted but also partly because the people in them are physically fit right they are specimens of physical activity right right i agree if you put me in my blues right now it would not portray that image (laughs) right (laughs) i'm not i mean the it's most been... the most comfortable uniform I ever wore was that flight suit that we were able to wear oh. for for you know seven eight years whatever it was ten years yeah that was full jammies the only restrictive part was that zipper if you if you had to kneel well you had that those unplug little... your mouse <laughs> uh, my mouse my mouse isn't working you I got to unplug those it little plug side it velcro straps right yeah. yeah that were just teasing like they would tighten it up however. Even if you were really fit, yeah. I mean, you have to be really fit. Uh, that flight suit's going to show you as a punch, right? Uh-huh. I mean, if you're just uh-huh. normal, you like, you look like you got a punch in that thing. It's like I can't help it. It's pajamas, right? Yeah. Unless, unless you, and then we all joked about it. They're like, oh, that one's at max velcrocity. <laughs> max velcrocity. Remember. Yes. Because they were like at the very end of that Velcro strip. Like right, you pulled the them all the way back. And, yeah, the hook and the loop. <laughs> there was like four hooks and three loops holding on for dear life. <laughs> now you just look like one big solid green blob coming down. Oh, God. And there were so yeah. many people on profile with bellies and everything else. As I, I, it was the most comfortable. It was probably the most unsightly uniform uh you'd ever seen so yeah okay now listen to this one this is our second fit test story uh this is from military.com on the 15th changes are coming to the army combat fitness test as the service looks to comply with the law back remember we were talking about that that house bill that passed so part of that another thing that was in there was that uh, the service looks to comply with the law mandating it create a gender-neutral assessment by June of this year. Okay. A, continu- a continuation of the struggle over the test that was finally rolled out in October. So we did this, yeah, it was back in October when we did that story, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to be sexist, but there's either going to be a ton of fatty guys passing or a ton of females failing. Depending on where they set that standard. But on where they set that bar. Right. The the trouble is being driven by two competing congressional requirements built into last year's annual defense policy. Now, this is where you go, 
politicians, this is exactly what you were talking about, where they, they're not on the ground. They don't understand the execution of what they're trying to mandate. So uh, built into last year's annual defense policy bill to, quote, establish gender neutral fitness standards for combat jobs that okay. are higher than those for non-combat jobs. Okay, I, I can get All behind right. that. Yeah. I, I can get behind yeah. that. While also creating gender-neutral standards for all soldiers. Oh, here we <laughs> like, go. The Army Combat Fitness Test was originally intended to be gender-neutral, but the Army reversed course after early test data, first reported by Military.com in 2021, showing, okay, that, near, showing that nearly half, half of all female soldiers were failing the test. No. So, uh, but this was prior to the official rollout in October 2022. So, but because of that, that helped ratchet up debate during the last Congress over whether the new test was right for the service. So there again, the Congress is going to take one piece of data and they're going to go, well, maybe this <laughs> test isn't right. And I was like, well, maybe the standards are too high. I mean, there's a there's a myriad other things to look at, right? Yeah. Maybe the standards are too high. Maybe they're too low. You know, maybe they got to, you know, maybe they got to work out a little bit more. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Uh, So what they did, Democrats called for a postponement of the test due to unrealistic standards for medical personnel, judge advocates, or cyber warriors. So basically non-combat. Also citing high failure rates for women. Meanwhile, Republican lawmakers leveled heated criticism at gender-based testing benchmarks. So that back and forth between the two parties uh, led to the inclusion in last year's defense policy bill of the provision requiring a new gender-neutral physical readiness standards by June. So it sounds like they resolved nothing, but they're like, hey, let's just have one test for all of them. And they're like, okay, good. Get this thing out of here. <laughs> Friday afternoon, let's go. We're done. So, Sounds good. Yeah, with no real thought no. behind it. So now I feel bad because it, it, it talked about the sergeant major of the army. He's got to figure this out now before June. Yeah. I mean, shit, he's got he's got three months, right? Yeah. So it's like, God yeah. bless this guy. Oh. Like, what are you talking about? OCPs. That's the OCPs. Sorry, yeah, that, that's the yeah, new OCPs. one. Right? That's the new one. Yeah, yeah. They look comfortable uh, for the guys, at least. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. The one thing I hate about it, uh, especially in today's environment, is you don't look at the shoulder of the lapel for rank anymore. Where do you got to look? Yeah, exactly. Center of the and chest, right? So every chest. female, I'm looking dead on. Center of the Me Too movement, just to see yeah. what rank they are. I don't, and and it's so. That's the one thing the Space Force did right is change the color of those ranks on the OCP. Oh, that was so dumb. Because yeah, because right. the Air Force had that like sand brown color. Yeah, and it which is hard to right see anyway. In, yeah, yeah, and it blended right in with the uniform perfectly. So you really had to oh. look hard. Yep. And in between the her breasts. Have, <laughs> Let's see well, what half the time we have restricted area badges hanging there, too. That's true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You've got your badge hanging over your rank, and then you've got the name, which is Sand Brown. <laughs> and 
I'm like, I, I got nothing. I'm sorry <laughs> if I missed this. That's so, why we're retired, man. There's no way we'd survive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's the a, officially here. cranky old man. <laughs> I mean, imagine World War II guys with us. Oh, we hate so many issues. Slackers. Right? And our music is horrible. <laughs> That's right. I love that. I love that out of you. <laughs> here's the third fit story. This is from stripes.com on the 17th. Navy removes failed fitness tests from records uh, in bid to keep sailor numbers high. Really? If you you failed a fit test, wipe clean, baby. It's service members who failed a fitness, physical fitness assessment on or before February 15th will have their records reset to zero, the Navy said last week. Those sailors oh. also will be eligible for other co- career opportunities, such as change of duty station, according to the announcement. So like schools, PCS, whatever it is. Um, the reset gives sailors whose ability to prepare for and take uh, physical fitness assessments was limited because of COVID-19 restrictions. Bullshit. An opportunity yeah. to meet fitness standards and stay in the service. <laughs> the same The policy isn't permission for not meeting physical fitness standards, which among other criteria, measure performance and activities such as running or swimming and push-ups. It remains incumbent. This is, the, this is I love when they tack this on the end. Yeah. It remains incumbent upon individual sailors to invest in their personal health and wellness in order to maintain war-fighting readiness, the Navy statement said. Mm. Now, okay. that's, you know, Navy Navy is in, uh, in its own respect, has some unique situations, right? I don't know how what the percentage yeah. of the Navy is that are on ships, but I imagine it's more than half, right? Probably, maybe. I don't yeah, know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I got. It's kind of the I would same. Hope so. It's kind of the same as the Space Force, right? Yeah. So we're not asking the Space Force to go out and dig a fighting position, nor are we asking the Navy guy to go out and dig a fighting position. Yeah, so, but there. If you're on a ship, there's certain requirements. You, I mean, you have to be ready to fight fires at any time. Like a ship-based fit test. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be. Well, I, you know, I, I um, interviewed the uh, full speed and duck through the portholes. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you take if you take it, I I talked to that one Navy diver, and he yeah. said the culmination thing is you know you got to be a firefighter on the ship, yeah. right? And I was like, that's yeah crazy smart practical and, yeah, even and, the, and everybody has to right don't they yeah i think they all have to learn how to do that carry the hose yeah. uh yeah. How to open the doors and stuff i was like perfect because that's what's going to keep you alive not running two miles necessarily because you ain't gonna run two miles on a ship <laughs> yeah exactly. go get help <laughs> Let me go more like sprints what, what were those <laughs> Those uh, sprints on the basketball course. No, oh, on the suicides. Basketball. Suicides. Suicides. Yeah, more <laughs> like suicides. Have them do suicide. Yeah, fartlicks were horrible, though. Oh, I know. Make you throw up all the time. Yeah. And then you always got that one guy up front that would just step it out. <laughs> I know. I hate that guy. And he loved leading the pack. Oh, he's like, like oh, I'm going to get him. You. About time. I'm going to run. 
So, uh, okay, three different services, fit tests just seem to be going by the wayside. So, yeah, it seems like it's been good for, you know, 200 plus years, but uh, uh, maybe maybe some people have some way to rethink it. I guess time will tell. All right, yes. let's let's talk about something uh, serious, okay? <laughs> something near and dear to all of us. I, yeah, I couldn't even pull that off. I was trying to. I was going to try to make it. I couldn't even pull it off. Um, something that's near and dear to all of us who put on the uniform. Let's talk about Armed Forces Network and their commercials um, and PSAs. Do uh, love some AFN. Can you imagine? First off, can you imagine? I mean, nowadays, I don't. You know, AFN so. Uh, innocuous now with all the internet and everything else streaming you can stream what you want right yeah but yeah. back in the day uh when that's the only tv you could get that was it yeah and spending three or four years imagine if you were in germany uh at say 12 years old so you're going to be there for three more years maybe four and this is the entertainment you're getting and this is the psas and commercials that you're getting now Admittedly, as dumb as most of them are, they do stick with you because they are so oh, dumb. Yeah. Now, I don't know yeah. if they're just mastermind smart about doing it that way, or if they just lucked into it as like, you know, I remember that shake the baby one was so horrible, but I remember <laughs> not to shake the baby. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't I don't know. Is it bad that we have to be told not to shake babies? <laughs> Right. That's that. That's the ultimate question. Like, I I think how many the, incidences did they get in? They're like, damn it, he shook the baby. That's just, I told him <laughs> we need a commercial about this. I told you, Gene, we needed a commercial. <laughs> well, and who's right? setting like, that? Who's setting that programming? Right. Yeah. You exactly. Know? Is it like civilian wives doing it? Is it the uh, the media that's guys doing it? Call. You know that could that could completely change everything. Yeah. But this is this is interesting. On a side note, or not on a side note, but this is stuff I didn't know about AFN. Um, as a DoD function, AFN can't run traditional ads or mention commercial products or profit making activities in its productions. Right, because uh, it'd be government affiliated, yeah, yeah. Uh, government sponsoring it. Okay. So instead, it lets commanders put out messages about force protection, weather, current events, and base services. Uh, whether witty, off-kilter, or deadly serious, the promos are often the butt of jokes. Several years ago, a pair of folk-singing Air Force pilots known as Dos Gringos, which we'll get to, paid homage to the daily dose of life skills that you just cannot avoid, uh, lampooning AFN warnings about shaken babies, OPSEC, Roommate courtesy and the dangers of general power of attorney. Oh, so, that one! What, what? Yeah, the power of attorney one. That's the, the power of attorney. Well, let's uh, and I'll put these. I'll put these links uh, in the description. So for normal audiences, um, it's just like just imagine the crazy Eddie local car <laughs> commercial good one. yeah but with a military government propaganda twist and right like yeah right make sure to wear your reflective belt <laughs> no matter where you're at 
a guy like kicking open a stall and saying, Oh, you need your reflective belt on, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. I, I, one, I tried to find it, but I remember there was an energy rapper who was talking about turn it off, turn it down. That's the army way, you know, about saving, saving uh, electricity energy, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Can't find that one, but let's see. Okay. Here's your power of attorney one. Those who are, those who are listening, like I said, I'll put these links so you can go watch them, but you and, can hear them. And, and the power of attorney is important because there's been many, many, many instances of military members coming home and having their livelihood sold out from underneath them. I, I, none of by these a random stripper are bad girlfriend. Right, yeah. Right. Some stripper girlfriend they met four days before they deployed who gave them the blowy of a lifetime. <laughs> and they're like, I'm going to do a general power of attorney. So, okay, here's a power of attorney. Hercules, please, please let me sell your golden fleece. <laughs> you lay. You know nothing about selling a golden fleece. Patrocles, my friend, I'm going on a long adventure. Will you sell my golden fleece while I am gone? Glad to, Hercules. Glad to. I'll give you general power of attorney over all of my possessions. <laughs> and so for those who all, haven't seen all, this, all of, of my, my possessions. possessions. Well, the scene is it's some 60s Greek uh god movie that they're overdubbing yep. badly. It's right? an old school Hercules movie, man. Right. It's it's and that's had to be from the 60s. Right. Right? Yep. You can trust me, Hercules. If not earlier. See ya. <laughs> you think a special power of attorney would have been better? No kidding, you big dummy. <laughs> Welcome back, Hercules. I've sold everything you owned and bought myself a chariot. Yeah. Patrick, tell me you didn't. This general power of attorney allowed me to. A special power of attorney would have only let me sell the golden fleet. <laughs> You're all muscle and no brains. By the gods, I've been fleeced. Thank you, Hercules. <laughs> Powers of attorney. Ask your legal office for guidance. 1958. As entertaining as that was, that one's a it's, complicated one because I don't know if I'd have taken that away, right? But that's valid. I, I, absolutely. We've seen that. But I'm trying to watch it in, uh, in a 19-year-old's oh, you know, point yeah. of view, right? It's horrible, right? It, it is... The production value is ridiculous. It's it's just crappy dubbing over it. It's is horrible. <laughs> I know. Here's probably number two. Don't shake. Oh, here we go. Some things are meant to be shaken. Okay, they're shaking a snow globe. <laughs> they're shaking a rattle. They're shaking a baby bottle. No and then they show the baby. Never shake a baby. Shaking a baby can cause brain injury, disabilities, and even death. Always handle children with kindness and gentle, loving care. For more information, contact Family Advocacy. <sighs> Who do you think that's targeted to? Obviously, the young 20-year-old parent. Yeah, yeah. But who's Now, to watching? be fair, I'm not shaking babies, but they showed that baby mellow as hell. 
<laughs> that baby wasn't two in the morning screaming and crying with a fresh diaper on <laughs> when you got to go to work at five. That's right. All right. That's right. I'm not saying the baby's the bad guy and it deserved to be shaken. I'm just saying. That, that baby, I'd look at that baby like, who would think to shake that little baby? That baby asked for it. But when that, but you have those ones that do that colicky uh, cry, that, oh, that extra level that. that kicks up, and it's just like, oh, it's up your spine. And it adds up. Like, it just adds up, right? Like, we've, <laughs> we've all blown up at somebody random that didn't deserve to get blown up on right like yeah you like back in the day you gave me an extra shift it was my i had plans and this and that and then i go in and somebody just just a little bit of back talking emptying out the trash (laughs) i'm gonna snap on them (laughs) right that kind of thing like you sob i'm not even on your crew just take out the damn trash (laughs) right like, and it wasn't their fault at all. No, right? Kind of thing. no. And if you could We've take it, if you could take the Airman Basic and oh. shake the shit out of him, you probably would. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason there's not a "Don't Shake an Airman" commercial don't because you can't. You can you can shake an Airman. You're welcome to shake him. Oh my god, that would have been classic. Don't, <laughs> don't shake, shake your Airman. airman. It should be saying, don't shake your airman that much. That much. Yeah. <laughs> Only a mild shaking. All right. This but one that I- right there is so Air Force, though. Because oh, yeah. every other branch is like, push. Stop yeah. messing around. Push. Right, right, right. And we're like, just shake him. Just shake just him. Shake. He'll be all right. Just shake him a little bit. He's rubbery anyway. He's a guy. <laughs> it's got no fitness They're resilient. In him. I'm pretty sure their skulls are soft. They'll probably they'll probably get home and look at their Fitbit and go, "Why did you have this increase in heart rate?" <laughs> I got During bonus points that day. Oh, my supervisor, Sergeant shook Smith, the shook the shit. <laughs> he exactly, shook the shit out of me. I had my best that physical, be a- my best physical performance day ever. <laughs> I might be onto something. <laughs> now this one, I, I, no I couldn't find an old one. But this one's a Marine one uh, over in Japan. And this is Safety Gunny, whatever the campaign they were running, for reflective belts. Of course. You need them. Your reflective belts are important. All day, every day. Oh. Oh, no, he left. Why is this so long? Oh, he's running at night (sighs) with no reflective belt. There's a safety gunny with his First reflective of all, belt. Wait, 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 wait. That gunny does not have a reflective belt on. That's true, too. That's and true. He's standing in camo in the dark. In the dark. Without a reflective belt. Well, he had it in his hand. And the- and his hat is pulled so far down, he can <laughs> only see, see the first 10 to 20 degrees of his whole sight. He's a scary-ass-looking Marine, that's for sure. He is scary. Yeah, it's a good call. You are required to wear reflective clothing or a glow belt during the periods of low visibility glow or nighttime. Belt. Because- Could we uh, infantilize that anymore? 
by calling now, it glow belt. To be fair, I did get an LOC. Whoa. Because I wasn't wearing it. Oh, wait, I remember at that. The end, or, end of runway. Oh, sh- oh I don't no, remember that. I, no, it was it was when I was, well, I probably I got a lot of it. To be fair, Marty, it's a miracle I made it all the way through. And mom, <laughs> if you're listening, cover your ears because I got a lot of paperwork while I was in. <laughs> I was not the model airman. It's hard to believe. Um, yeah. It's shocking. Yeah. But at the end of the runway, the flight, the aircraft was delayed. I was newer and it was Alaska. So I know I'm making bullshit excuses, but the sun set like it would shift. Yeah. Like eight to 10 minutes every single day is when the sun was shifting. Oh, okay. Yeah. At least. So you would wait a week. You wait a week in your in total darkness at four thirty, yeah. versus you weren't at freaking Monday, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't have my reflective belt, and quality, you know, QA came out, and they were like, "Hey, man, it's like, oh, got me, <laughs> got me." You know the the thing that always I could never figure out. Right. And and this is where when once you're used to doing something, it's almost like the masks now. Once you're used to telling yeah. people to put on your reflective belt and they're like, hey, the Air Force and the Army just came out with PT uniforms that have reflective stuff in them. It's like yep. put on the reflective belt. It's like well, reflective belt. My whole back reflects the light. Like irrelevant. But reflective exactly. Belt. They're just stuck, right? They're stuck. Your okay? left two your left one eighth. Is not reflective. <laughs> but you made me buy this uncomfortable ass yeah. shirt with a reflective V on the back. And they're like, yep, put on the belt. <laughs> Marty, that shirt was 100% polyester. And they made you wear it in the desert. The most uncomfortable. It was so unbreathable. It was like a leisure suit with reflective paint on it. What's the rest of safety? So vehicle drivers cannot no. properly see you during these conditions. Do you understand that? Understand safety gunner, Sergeant, or glow yeah. belt from now on. So the next time I see you, you glow better belt. look like a running Christmas tree. You understand me? Yes, gunner, Sergeant. <laughs> you better look like a running Christmas tree. <laughs> so this guy's going to go, oh, shit, I don't have my belt. I'm not going to run. And then that gunny's going to come up and go, why aren't you running today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we're going to close it out on just something that's so fantastic. And I, I have never heard of it. There may be some people who have out there, but I haven't. Jake has it. And the Westfalian has it. So there was a there was a couple of guys. They're F-16 jocks, right? They're F-16 fighters, pilots. They called themselves Dos Gringos. Now, Dos Gringos is a band started by Chris uh call sign snooze Kurek and rob call sign trip raymond two u.s air force f-16 fighting falcon pilots they released their first album live at the sand trap <laughs> upon their return from operation iraqi freedom in 2003 they mix folk and rock and roll along with funny lyrics dealing with military aviation and military life in general 
Their songs have become famous throughout the United States military aviation community. Well, I don't know why that never seeped down to any of us, to be honest with you. I'm I'm yeah. surprised. I'm I more surprised. Hear this before, yeah, yeah, that that more people haven't heard it. So we're gonna end the podcast on the song called AFN by Dos Gringos. All right. And I'll put that link in the in the thing as well. You want to say I, I want to give a shout out to Eric. Hopefully the jet fuel candle. I know he's basking in all his tactical bra glory on the beach of some tropical area, but hopefully he brought the jet fuel candle. <laughs> the jet fuel candle and the tactical brazier. Yeah. That could that could make for a magical night. Yeah. Okay. Good luck, Mrs. Perot. Oh, you're I in don't know for how you could time. resist. You're a good you're in for a good four and three quarters <laughs> minutes of vigorous <laughs> vigorous I, I, I couldn't product testing. I couldn't, product testing. Product testing. <laughs> I can't keep it up, Marty. That's a problem. <laughs> On behalf of all of us here, I'd like to thank you for listening today. Please like, share, subscribe, and let us know how we did in the comments. And as always, make sure to download the next episode for more service headline news. If you've never been stationed overseas, or you've never been deployed, then you've missed out on the daily dose of life skills from AFN that you just cannot avoid But you need not worry If you've never been taught right from wrong Cause you've got those gringos Sit back and listen Trip and I have put it in a song. Don't shake your baby while you drink and drive. Fill out your will, cause one day you won't be alive. And don't shake your baby. I never beat your wife. Again, human life, don't shake your baby. Lay with the general power of attorney. You may not like the hand that you. Wingman, and don't go out at night without the protection of your reflective belt. And that government computer demands attention and respect. 
change your password Beware of thumb drives And make goddamn sure you don't download movies of people having sex Don't shake your baby While you're drinking drive Fill out your will Cause one day you won't be alive And don't shake your baby And never beat your wife Be cool, stay in school And never traffic in human life And don't shake your baby Choose to 